0: Hello, wizards. My name is Brooke, and I'm Tyler, and this is Cosmere Conversations.
1: Conversations.
0: All right, we are back for our final episode of the Frugal Wizards Handbook Book Club series. This one we're going to be talking about theories about this book and how it may or may not potentially relate to other Sanderson works.
1: Yes, I think that is the key part of what we're going to be doing. This is a heavy speculation, a lot of fun, a lot of silliness. All
0: speculation.
1: <laughs> we, I think, had a great time with this book club. Started off with, you know, mild or like a more of a lukewarm response to this compared to Secret Project number one. But through the book club, we found a lot of joy. Last episode was particularly dense because we were dealing with scientific theories different in many ways from the speculative theories we'll be talking about today
0: still kind of speculative of course because but we're going to use all of that knowledge that we gained last time about dimension hopping and multiverse things and we're going to apply it to our additional speculation in this episode.
1: And I might even borrow the tree metaphor and the branching metaphor that we established in that episode when we are talking about some of this cross Cosmere connections that may be possible. Probably not, but may be Probably possible.
0: Not. <laughs> Let's start with a character. We have almost a Hoyd-esque character character sort of lurking in the background of this book, and that is the author of the in-world Frugal Wizards handbook, Cecil G. Bagsworth III. And here's what Brandon has to say about this character. Quote, "...the fake author of the book, Cecil G. Bagsworth III, is a character that has shown up before in books I've written. He's the in-world editor of the Alcatraz series." He's shared by me and my friend Dan Wells as we dreamed him up back in college, an interdimensional adventurer and writer, like Indiana Jones if he worked in publishing instead of archaeology. He looks, by pure coincidence, exactly like my brother Jordan, end quote.
1: I think we are going to see some repeating patterns here with The introduction of this Cecil Bagsworth character. Obviously, you mentioned the Hoyd connection and a character that may be a little bit more self-aware or aware of the literary situation that they might find themselves in. Cecil Bagsworth seems like another potential example of that, especially because it's shared between... Dan Wells and Brandon.
0: Yeah, and of course, Dan Wells is now working for Dragonsteel in the narrative department, writing various things. So we may see Cecil again.
1: I also think that there's a similarity to Chrysala in the Cosmere, who certainly is the author of the in world mm-hmm. Arcanum, and we get a bunch of information from her perspective there. We, in the Frugal Wizard Handbook, saw certain chapters that were actually written from Cecil's perspective.
0: Right. Yeah, because they're excerpts from in-world books.
1: Exactly. And those are books that are not the Frugal Wizard Handbook. It's like... Xbox. They're like
0: his memoirs. Exactly,
1: 100%. <laughs> and so there's more kind of direct information about this Bagsworth character in... The Frugal Wizard Handbook, if he is a character that continues and is shared in several stories, I think that is worth mentioning and like knowing about.
0: Yeah, it's another name to kind of keep our eyes out for as stories continue to come out of Brandon and Dan.
1: Especially any Brandon and Dan connection. I feel like we should be on extra lookout. That's an excellent point. Now I want to give all y'all a warning that I don't normally give in the special patron podcast because we know you're the super nerds who have read everything. You don't need any spoiler warnings. You know what's up. However, this is hashtag all spoilers for hashtag all Brandon stuff. because we can theoretically ruin a lot of the other series that Brandon has written in discussing them in detail.
0: So not Cosmere books, but they're... We're talking about a theory. This is coming from primarily the user The Bookworm on the 17th Shard, and it has to do with other non-Cosmere books of Brandon's potentially relating to The Frugal Wizard's Handbook. So if you think that you might read some of these non-Cosmere books and you don't want them to be spoiled, this is probably not going to be the podcast for you. If you are like me and think you are probably not going to read those books, then let's dive in.
1: We are not going to overly focus on the plot of any of these stories, as Brooke said, some of them she hasn't read, some of them I. Have read and others I have not. So it kind of puts us in a weird position where we're not going to dive into the actual story mechanics of these worlds, but we are going to dip our toes in so we can pull out any multiverse. The
0: relevant points. The idea from the bookworm is that there is a potential that these other stories exist inside the multiverse that we see in the Frugal Wizard's handbook.
1: Yes, somewhere along the branching tree are these worlds that Brandon has written about. And we have a little bit of evidence, but it's mainly speculation. So these are really out there, fun connections, and really put on your speculative caps (laughs) for this next part here. The first one that we're going to look at is Stephen Leeds, who is a character that is a collaboration between dan wells and brandon there are several in the series it is geared more towards the young adult audience steven is a person suffering from schizophrenia who i would say is having some magical side effects or implications i don't think it's described as magic in the world but you know for us cosmere people will just like generally there's something magical funky going on And how this is seen in the story is that the voices he is hearing as he's suffering from schizophrenia, he develops over time into full-fledged personas that are called Aspects. These are like real entities that he interacts with throughout the story. And I would say that there's some similarity between like Shallan creating Vale Like it is a Hmm. kind of thing that exists outside of Stephen and is tangible, not in the world, but to Stephen himself. So he sees and interacts with these people kind of like they're his friends. And that's used by him in the story to solve crimes. That's the general pitch of the Stephen Leeds story. Now, this is not a multiverse situation. It's never described as a multiverse, as far as I know, within the text. But as the story Progresses through four books, and with the results of the last books, it seems that Stephen and these aspects that he's created are a little bit more real than may have originally been perceived. They're not maybe just creations of Stephen, that they exist in some way outside of Stephen's direct control, and that they might actually have futures that are not connected to Steven. While they have, you know, over the past decade or so of the story, had interactions with him, it's not necessarily true that their futures need to be connected. And So the
0: thought is that they're almost like creating other dimensions or they are like a version of Steven potentially in a different dimension?
1: Yes, I think that is some of the speculation that people are making in regards to this and so the theory would be that the aspects are some type of real person who lives in another dimension and that Stephen is blessed with a magical ability, not schizophrenia, but like he's to able to bridge.
0: like have a relationship with his other dimensional selves.
1: Yes, exactly. Okay. And that's kind of the concept of the pitch there. Again, That's the smallest connection. Let's go into another one, because this is where it starts to solidify in this multiverse theory, because...
0: The Bookworm brought up the Reckoners series, which does happen in a kind of multiverse. And there is a character, Megan, in that series who's able to access those other dimensions to a certain degree. The difference here is that Megan is able to jump laterally through dimensions, which, as we talked about in length in our last episode, supposedly is not possible, according to the Frugal Wizards handbook debate whether that is truth or propaganda. So either, you know, Megan is in a different multiverse that has different rules and allows her to jump laterally, or the frugal wizard company is lying about not being able to jump laterally and then potentially we're in the same multiverse.
1: I think there is a lot of possibility when it comes to this character of Megan. Her powers are developed throughout the series, but it is important to know of her powers that it specifically impacts dimensions that are nearby and actually very close. They're similar to her own dimension in such a way that Knowledge can be gained by her and her team via her pulling in objects from other dimensions and seeing what has happened to them. For example, if their plan is to destroy a building, Megan has the ability to go into a nearby dimension where that building has been destroyed and, like, see if it was effective, if there was collateral damage, if, you know, something unexpected happened by, like, observing or pulling in an object from that nearby reality so she is not just able to seemingly move dimensions she's pulling objects from other dimensions into her own
0: so that is another difference between that series and the frugal wizard series which again as we talked about has some questions about whether or not you're able to move other types of matter between dimensions
1: It brings up a lot of questions about if she can do it, is there maybe a method that can be discovered by a technological route of the companies to do something similar? Or maybe they already have that ability and it's still highly protected, as we were talking about, with their structure that exists.
0: And then we have calamity who I'm not really familiar with, but is apparently some kind of being from another dimension, making me think of like Logna and Woden uh, that is coming to a dimension and viewing human life with sort of a unique perspective. In Calamity's case, they see it in a negative light. But I think this is somewhat similar to a being like Logna and Woden traveling through dimensions and then sort of coming to a place where things are maybe different and work different than that being is used to.
1: Yes. And Calamity is the kind of central figure in the Reckoners series. So I don't want to like spoil that and tell you all the stuff about Calamity. But in terms of dimension hoppers, that's what Calamity is is they are not from this dimension and have clearly arrived in this dimension where the character Megan is from this dimension and affected by the powers that leads her to being able to pull new objects uh, through a dimensional wormhole type of situation
0: and then the apocalypse guard is also supposed to be set in the same universe as the reckoners
1: which is an upcoming young adult series that is planned trilogy that is planned so we have a lot of stories i think the reckoner series has like four maybe with like a fifth novella so that's an established series in this multiverse adding the apocalypse guard is of note and then where i want to go next is to our skyward series which we have talked about at length because that involves you know the cytoverse And the potential for a connection to the larger multiverse in what we already assume is a, you know, smaller multiverse where Spensa and those characters are operating.
0: Yeah, we've talked in the past about the potential for the Cytoverse to be connected to the Cosmere, which I think is definitely not the case because Earth exists in Spencer's world. But I like this idea that potentially Spensa's world could be on its own branch in this frugal wizard tree we've got going on.
1: Exactly. And the frugal wizard tree is just a potential setup for these branches that can be connected but maybe in certain ways where like Spenta's branch is not going to interact directly with the cosmere branch because they're like on opposite sides of the tree
0: well to be clear i don't think the cosmere is on the tree Ooh, <laughs> i think okay. the cosmere is its whole own tree very um, interesting earth does not exist in the cosmere but the fact that all of these other series do have an Earth means that they can potentially all exist in the same multiverse.
1: That is actually a little bit of setup for the eventual reveal that I hope we get to at the end of this episode. Oh, okay. When I will at least present a tease of like things being on the big scale and the small scale seeming the same. Okay. Before we get there, though, let's go to some... Words of Brandon, because I think there might be some that support and undercut a multiverse series that includes the Cosmere.
0: The first one we've got is from Soda Pop the Elf, (laughs) who said, Medical nanites are mentioned. Does Secret Project 2 take place in the same continuity as the original?
1: This is Brandon's response. Quote, I do not have it in the same continuity right now. Now, whether the original happens on a dimension that's analogous, then you start getting into, well, anything could be connected once you're going to interdimensional travel and things. I would say that only conscious thing that I'm doing to connect to anything else I've written is using Cecil's name, and even that's a little tongue-in-cheek.
0: Peter asked him, Could this be connected to the Apocalypse Guard?
1: And Brandon responds, I am doing another book series that has interdimensional stuff. There's a decent chance that when I revise Apocalypse Guard, I will be like, you know what, I should only have one interdimensional travel series, and I might intentionally connect those, but for right now, the only intentional connection I have made is using Cecil's name and saying it's the same personality, the same Cecil, end quote.
0: Just for clarity on a couple of things mentioned there, we did mention the Apocalypse Guard earlier, and then the original is a recently uh, published audiobook that is co written by Brandon.
1: So it's certainly an idea that he is playing around with the multiverse and interdimensional travel in the Frugal Wizard Handbook, as well as these other series. However, He does seem to be drawing very clear lines and not going after these connections in the same way that he is with the Cosmere.
0: Yeah, which I understand. I also just feel like if you're going to put Cecil in all of them, then they have to be in the same world. (laughs) Like, you can't have it both the ways, Brandon. He loves loves an inter-series character.
1: They're fun, and I think that... (laughs) In a way, how he described Cecil as Indiana Jones, but working in the publishing industry yeah. is not far off from how I imagine authors might think of themselves. Like, you <laughs> totally. know, if they're making a character yeah. in the video game or Dungeons and Dragon. What else would an author be except for an Indiana Jones version of themselves <laughs> running around and having fun interdimensional adventures? Let's go and kind of ruin the multiverse theory because we've been doing a lot of setup here, a lot of introduction of some evidence. And now let's blow that all wide open with another word of Brandon. This time, can I play the questioner? Absolutely. The questioner's handle is KDT05B. And they ask, Can Megan manifest a Cosmere reality? The Reckoners is not part of the Cosmere, but one of the main characters' power is reaching into alternate dimensions. I want to see some epics, superheroes, on Rashar.
0: Brandon said, I wanted to avoid multiverse theory type things in the Cosmere in part because the Wheel of Time delved into these concepts, and even before working on the Wheel of Time was looking for ways to keep the Cosmere distinct from it. Beyond that, multiverses, along with time travel, really play havoc with continuity. I felt that the Cosmere was stronger if I kept the three realms. That's complex enough. Assume that in the Cosmere, while different possible futures and pasts do branch and can be seen, things like Allomantic Gold are not looking at other realities. There is only one reality once the events actually occur. This does mean that time travel into the past is not going to be a factor in the Cosmere. This separation does let me divide these concepts off and play with them in other realms like the Reckoners, where they're quarantined, so to speak, end quote.
1: And with that... I feel like the question of the Cosmere's inclusion in the multiverse is pretty clearly shut down. Yes. I don't want to, you know, bury the lead or anything, but Brandon seems to have sectioned off either the Cosmere or his other novels, however he the thinks Cosmere, about it,
0: yeah, is think is The Cosmere, yeah, I think the Cosmere is completely separate. It's its own tree. But I am excited about the possibility that maybe his other series could exist in some type of multiverse, because then it makes them more like the Cosmere, which obviously I enjoy.
1: Certainly, if there was a, a similar thing being done. Just like
0: something small, a little thread that connects these non-Cosmere works together. I would find that exciting.
1: Well, I may have a, a theory that helps you out with that. Okay. Because your visualization of a second tree, the Cosmere tree, mm-hmm. separate from you know all other Brandon works, maybe, tree, I think is important. But let us remember that... Trees often grow in forests, not in isolation. Okay. Before we get into the super speculation, let's use one more quote that I think is important from Brandon, really like defining down what the Cosmere is and what's going on there when it comes to adenalsium and like, what is Adenulsium in the Cosmere? Could you start off this question from Chaos?
0: Chaos asked. You have once said, with regard to a question about shards being the most powerful thing in the Cosmere, that some would say that other subtle forces are being manifest. Are these subtle forces related to Adenolseum's opposition?
1: Brandon's response is, there is belief in a god who is not one of the shards, end quote.
0: I mean, is that just the Aethers?
1: That is excellent speculation, and because we've talked about the Aethers so much and their connection to Tress, I do think that there is reason to believe that the Aethers represent this other god that's not one of the Shards. Mm -hmm. Certainly, Twinsoul seems to feel Selajna and all the Aethers are gods or, you know, capital G, God, Mm -hmm. and not the Shards of Adenalsium. But Brandon also said, and I think that this is the key and what I want to make all the connections about, is that there's some aspect of belief that is important. In the Cosmere, we would define this in regards to the three realms. The physical realm person believes something that is manifested in the cognitive realm, and the union between three realms kind of represents some type of, you know, positive harmony or whatever in the okay. universe. Mm-hmm. But belief in the Frugal Wizard's Handbook specifically, in this world of Sethwinds, where the weird exists, weird impacts probabilistic futures and is kind of defined as like collapsing all possible probabilities into the one that people believe is going to happen. And I think that's the real connection that Brandon sees the belief in something as like fundamental to the universe that it's able mm-hmm. to like impact these sure. other forces in the universe and he says it in that quote that you read about like the time travel not being an aspect in the cosmere alimantic gold not looking at other realities mm-hmm. but then a reality being locked in once the events actually occur that like that is the one reality there's not a branching off in the cosmere right in the same way that there might be in these other worlds and it's because of like belief or Mm. a like i don't know the it's just an interesting idea to keep in the back of your mind
0: all right we recently asked our patrons for some questions discussion thoughts for our upcoming live event And we're going to give just a little preview of that in this episode. Seth asked, Tyler, what is your craziest theory that makes Brooke roll her eyes and she will not let you talk about it on the show? Mushroom or non mushroom related?
1: Thank you, Seth, for loving the mushrooms and or the non mushrooms that we may discuss. I think that in honor, really, of this episode that we've just completed and the nail in the coffin that I feel like we have hammered down or okay. Brandon has hammered down into Cosmere multiverse theorizing. Okay. I think we should go out on a bang with the most epic multiverse cross Cosmere and other Brandon works connections that we can possibly do
0: even though we've already established that the cosmere is not in what the we've established
1: what we've established seth seth knows <laughs> is that there may be two trees
0: okay yeah there, sure. there is
1: non-cosmere works and then there's the cosmere tree uh-huh. and there might be a similar function of jumping around dimensions in the cosmere on that tree but you got to stay on that tree and the other tree they might be able to move in a more crazy way like the frugal wizard's are able to do Mm -hmm. let me introduce you to like philosophy 101 you may have seen these images before you may have heard some stoner kid in college half-baked trying to explain the millennium simulation project this is a real thing the millennium simulation project was an effort by scientists to simulate the beginning of our universe and try to get knowledge about how these early particles become a big gigantic universe how a seed Uh becomes a Big big bang yes exactly and this involved tracking simulated atoms trillions of them and then running them through billions of simulations And measuring the results. because So this
0: is a digital experiment. Yes, a digital
1: experiment using supercomputers. I think in Germany, they basically computed a universe and then they ran that over time to see how the particles moved around Mm -hmm. and they got the end result is known as the Millennium Simulation Project. I'm going to show a couple of images along with my descriptions, but this is where I want to make the connection that maybe these dimensions that Brandon is playing around with are not necessarily like trees, but another organic item, a membrane, okay? A membrane that is potentially connected in ways that we can see and ways that we cannot see, bridging the gap between what you're talking about as two separate trees Uh there might be a membrane a mycelium network i was
0: just waiting for you to say mycelium
1: that is connecting the trees (laughs) and brandon is saying like there is no general way that they are connected but really he knows about the mycelium network
0: (laughs) so this really has nothing to do with the millennium simulation project this is just trees and mushrooms You're just saying that there's an underground network connecting everything that we can't see.
1: Thank you. And yes, and of course.
0: You can't see, dear listener, the mockery that is in my face, (laughs) but it's here. I need that to be known. I wanted
1: to have a theory that would answer Seth's question in the most direct way. I'll never be able (laughs) to... To talk about this ever again.
0: Seth, how dare you ask? Because now he has to put it on the podcast.
1: Absolutely. It must be done for Seth and for all the people who have hope that the (laughs) Cosmere is actually connected, even though we ruined that hope with direct quotes from Brandon. Instead, believe in the Millennium Simulation Project Theory. That's right. In the simulations, what they saw is that there were repeating patterns of the universe their simulated universe building itself over time and i'm showing you what their simulation looked like and it is these seemingly nodes and networks connected across in this image space and time
0: okay yeah it looks like neurons
1: oh excellent brilliant connection and that's probably all that the stoner kid in college was able to pull out from this experiment is that there are some similarities to the neural network in the human brain and in animal brains Mm -hmm. and that there is a seeming pattern in the universe if our universe developed like the millennium simulation project
0: sure there's like an underlying order
1: yes an underlying order one could say or a routine that is so basic a subtle force to bring it back to that questioner's phrase a subtle force that's so basic that it encourages development in the same way like if development is going to happen if millions and trillions of atoms are going to become nebulas and galaxies and you and I, then there might be a like guiding principle that they have to follow. A network that has to be built and developed because that's like the most efficient use of energy in any form, whether it's a neuron and a neural network, a computer network and the internet, or the universe itself.
0: What does this have to do with the multiverse theory?
1: Because if this is the branching network that we have as our visualization of the tree of the frugal wizard guy. Okay,
0: sure. So instead of a tree, the multiverses are laid out as a neural network.
1: Exactly. Then what they are experiencing as the tree is like one single neuron in this field or this membrane of infinite neurons and infinite connections and so they are describing the these dimensions as a single entity as like them existing on the tree or in the river Mm -hmm. and what i am saying is that instead they could be just one node in the network of an interconnected membrane And the Cosmere is just another node. And it's really (laughs) hard to get there. It's really hard for them to imagine how they could be connected in the same way (laughs) that it may be hard for someone who has no knowledge of neurons to imagine how the brain works. Okay. Just kind of like a meat sack up there. They don't understand the connections. But now we have a better understanding and the future will have an even better understanding. And maybe Brandon will have a better understanding, too, of how the underlying network that exists from tree to tree, the mycelium network, is...
0: Now you see why I'm here. Now you see. Now that we've spent like 15 minutes talking about nonsense.
1: Nonsense or all the sense. Let you be the judge, dear listeners. This is a theory that I am now permabanned from ever discussing again. (laughs) It will never come up. This is a one-time thing, and then it is gone out the door. Thank you, Seth. Thank you to everyone for being listeners. It's amazing. Feel free to bring any questions. If they come from you, then any questions are allowed, I feel like, but I might be reined in or vetoed depending on the mushroom scale of your questions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I reserve the right to veto any question that is too mushroom heavy.
1: Brooke, can you take us away?
0: Until next time, life before death,
1: strength before
0: weakness, journey before destination.